Hey, it has been a minute. I know I haven't dropped any videos in a long time. I have been so busy behind the scenes. I started a new job and I'm just taking care of my family and doing normal stuff. Those of you who don't know me, my name is Wendy. I used to be an XJW for over 30 years and I am a survivor of narcissistic abuse as well. And I just started making videos and here we are. <laughs> There's nothing special about me. There's no letters behind my name. I just decided, you know what? I'm going to tell my story and I want other people to feel that they can tell their story too. So that's how we form this little community here. Be sure to hit that little bell at the top of your screen. It just lets you know that when I do drop a video, um, you'll be the first to know. And if you want to support the channel, the best way you could support the channel is just like, share, and subscribe. I don't have a Patreon and I never will. In addition to having this amazing guest on, there is some hot news in the life of an XJW. We have Tony Morris, who is no longer a member of the governing body. Thank God, because he is just a wretched human being. And I don't make videos on stuff I know nothing about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't pretend to know. I'm really glad he's not. A member of the governing body, I would like to see one by one, all of them just kind of whoop, disappear into thin air the way they think we're going to disappear into thin air, but I digress. I don't really know why he's not a member of the governing body. There was like, I don't know, 13 words and it's not even on the website anymore, which is equally suspicious, but I don't, I, I don't know. And I don't pretend to know, but Hey, you know what? It was big news in the life of HAW actually more big news in the life of an XJW because how many PMEs did you know didn't even know, right? They didn't even know that he wasn't a member anymore. It's just so sad that they don't even really know the religion that they're in. Um, but I can't really discredit them much because when I was in there, I didn't pay much attention either. Anyway, let's talk to David. Maybe you are one of those XJWs who want to reach out to your congressman, to a journalist, just don't know where to start. I am one of those people. And I even pride myself on being a writer, more like a hobbyist, but I typically know what to say in a letter. And even but when it comes to this, sometimes I'm at a loss. So if you wanna know what to say and how to say it, this video might be for you. David, it is such an honor to have you on the channel. For those of you who don't know David, he is a friend of the channel. Um, as I mentioned, he is family of Joe and Fran Garino. They were on our last um, episode. For those of you who didn't see that episode, it's linked in the description box. Go back and watch it. They've become family to all of us since their episode aired. David, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Wendy. It's my pleasure. Thank you. So take us back. What brought you here? And you are not and never were one of Jehovah's Witnesses. So tell us exactly what brought you here. My background is, is rather interesting. I think um, I ran a number of non-for-profit organizations in my earlier professional life. And then later in life, um, I got into higher education. And I was very fortunate. I was an adjunct professor at a private business um, college here in Utica, New York, where I live. And I was there for five years, which is insane because adjunct professors don't last five years. They're lucky if they last one year. Mm -hmm. Because unlike a full professor who has tenure, which means it's almost impossible for them not to have a job, mm -hmm. um, it's not granted to adjuncts, which is really unfortunate, but that's another story. 
Mm -hmm. So after five years teaching, um, I was fortunate again to get a position as an adjunct professor at one of our local community colleges here in Utica, New York. And I taught 10 years in their management department teaching uh, macro and microeconomics, marketing, um, human resource management, labor laws, so, so forth and so on. So that was pretty cool and I had a great time doing all that. While I was teaching at MVCC, the Mohawk Valley Community College, um, and I can't even remember how this happened, honestly, because uh, I've been out of teaching now since 2015. But um, I do remember in my earlier years into the college, there was, um, I, I saw a, a newspaper in one of the uh, uh, student lounges. I was just passing through and I picked it up. It was called Campus News. And I opened it up and I started reading it. I said, oh, this is kind of cool. And at that time I was uh, fooling around with writing. I had some stories that I was doing fictional and nonfiction stories. And um, I was reading this campus news to come to find out it was the largest uh, community college newspaper in the country. So I turned to the back and I read the edits and everything. And I saw the name of the uh, executive, um, the, uh, the editor and owner, and I contacted him. And I told him that I did some writing and, and, and I'm a you know adjunct professor, can I write for you? And he said, send me a sample. So I did. And he got back to me and he said, you're hired. So I wrote for them for about seven years, eight years, I had my own column. And then when I got out of college and I stopped writing for Campus News, I picked up another writing gig, which I'm still writing for today. It's a company in Oswego, New York, um, up by the Canadian border. And there's, it's called Mohawk Valley in Good Health. It's all about mental health, physical health, spiritual health. And I got that gig about seven years ago, and I'm a senior writer for them. So that's what I do. I'm retired from teaching. I do I'm all writings, all writing, all writing, all writing, all writing. So what does this all mean? <laughs> okay. So Fran and Joe Garino, as you mentioned, Wendy, are my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. They were in Jehovah Witnesses for 36 years. And one day my wife and I were over visiting and I could tell something was going on because they were, I, I'm very good with body language and I could just knew something was up and I have a very good sense of intuition and my psychic abilities were like flying. I said to my wife, something's going on with your brother and your sister-in-law. Well, as we were leaving, Joe stopped me and he put his hand on my shoulder and he was almost crying. And I said, oh my God, what's going on? And he goes, David, he goes, I want you to know something. I want Marcella to know this too. I said, what? He goes, um, Fran and I are in the process of leaving Jehovah Witnesses. Well, I didn't know what to say. I was just, I just kind of blanked out and I looked at my wife and she looked at me. And then Fran started talking and she kind of teared up. And then we stayed, I think, for another hour talking to them about their struggle. They, you know, what, how did this all happen? Why are they leaving? <clears throat> you know, I mean, we always supported them. You know, we never poo pooed them because they were in the JW, but we always thought it was kind of odd, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. So, um, you know, we supported Joe and Fran, and eventually I was on my way out, and he said, David, 
He goes, you're a writer. I said, yeah. He goes, I, I, I saw a lot of your stuff. That you, you know, I, I read a lot of things that you wrote. You're a good writer. I said, well, thank you. He goes, do me a favor. I said, what? Write an article about Jehovah Witnesses and the terrible shunning that they do. Because we're going to be going through that. I said, what do you mean, the shunning? And he started to explain to me. I said, what? Your family's going to divorce you? Your, your kids are never going to talk to you? What's that all about? Because, David, you got to write about this. So as we were leaving, Joe said, look, you know, you're a writer. I, you're a good writer. And I enjoy reading what you write. Would you do me a favor? Would you write about the terrible shunning that Jehovah Witnesses do? And I knew a little bit about the shunning, but didn't really know a lot. And I go, well, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He goes, David, he goes, my family is going to shun me. My kids are going to shun me. They're not going to have nothing to do with me. Or Fran, I said, this is incredible. What, what's going on? So after he talked and stuff like that, he said, please think about this. I said, okay, I, I'll think about it. So I went home. I said to my wife when I got home, I said, I don't think I'm going to do it. And she goes, why? I said, I don't know. I just, I just don't think I'm going to do it. And then I woke up the next morning and I said to my wife, I said, give me 24 hours. Let me meditate. Let me pray and see where God is directing me on this. I take my writing very serious. So I don't, I'm not flipping about it. And I need, you know, I really need to process it. So after 24 hours, I, the next morning I said to my wife, I'm going to call your brother. She goes, what are you going to say? I'm going to tell him I'm going to write it. So that was last year around, I believe, Wendy, around March of last year. And once I committed, I was all in. So from March, April, May, June, four months, it took me to write this. Yeah. Yeah, this is a 5,000-word, very meaty, investigative um, article on shunning. And I was fortunate to have some great people that I was able to interview. Some you know, Ken Mayo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. a friend of our yeah. channel. <laughs> That's right, for right, sure. Right. So, mm-hmm. so um, I, I was all in. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing was, and I think anybody who is going to listen to this and see this, who writes, oftentimes, one of the hardest things for a writer is coming up with, with a title. Yep. Because your title, your title is like your roadmap, takes you down the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you and without that title, you're kind of lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Joe said to me, I got a title for you. I said, what is it? He goes, is shunning the new old hate crime. I said, whoa. Mm-hmm. I said, wait a minute. I love this. Mm-hmm. What? Are you kidding me? So I immediately put that down. Of course, everything gets copyrighted. Of course, mm-hmm. so no one can lift it, and that's what I did. I wrote this five thousand word uh, article, and Joe and Fran at the beginning wanted me to kind of be a buffer between them and their children. In other words, he wanted me. He wanted me to kind of feel his kids out because the kids were asking him, "Why aren't you going to meetings? How right. come you're not showing up? All this stuff." So, so they didn't know they, at this point yet. They were, he had confided. No, in. They, did. they had no clue. Yeah. They had no clue. Mm-hmm. I knew, my wife knew. Mm-hmm. They didn't know. So um, he said, Dave, I'm going to ask you another favor. 
He goes, I'm going to ask you to kind of be like a, a sacrificial lamb almost, really. I don't know those weren't the right words, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. It was very close. I said, in what way? He goes, I want you to talk to my kids and just feel them out and just say, hey, you know, like I talked to your mom and dad. I saw some stuff on YouTube about JWs, which I, which I didn't. And, you know, it was about, you know, um, um, sex trafficking and, 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 and child porn stuff or whatever and, 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 and horrible shunning and people committing suicide and killing blah, 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 blah. I said, oh, my God. He goes, David, please, can you do this for me? Okay, Joe, I'll sacrifice myself. And that's what I did. And I would feel his family out. And I said, you know, your mom and I shared this with your mom and dad. And they would say, well, what would they say? I said, well, they said that they think it's it's apostate. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, and they would go on and on and on. And as things kept going forward with Joe and Fran moving away more and more from the JW, not going to the meetings and all that, things started to heat up more. And then finally, I I kind of said to Joe and Fran, okay, I'm backing out now, you know, as far as the buffer. I'll do what I can, but now it's got to come from you two. And which it did eventually, as you know, you know, they left, their kids know, and they're being shunned. So this article that I wrote, Wendy, it's, I used, I, I came, the article, I said, I don't want this to be a 5,000 word bash JW about shunning. Right. I, I need to, mix this up with a secular and non-secular viewpoint, mm-hmm. okay? So, uh, you know, a non-secular, religious, secular, non-religious viewpoint. So I said, what else can I write? I said, oh, I'll write about what's affected everybody, which is COVID-19. Because a lot of people have been shunned by COVID-19. Mm-hmm. If they didn't take the vaccine, if they didn't wear the mask, okay. families were shunning them, right? Very similar to what's going on with the JW. Very. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, here's the thing. The article is top-heavy JW. Mm-hmm. So if I was to give you a percentage, I'd say out of the 5,000 words, I'd say 3,000 plus 3,500 is on JW, and the other 1,500 or so is on uh, COVID-19 and shunning. And so I sent it out. Oh, and the other thing that's very hard for a writer, besides coming up with a title, probably the hardest thing is to get your stuff published. So um, I sent this out over the last uh, seven, eight months now, six, seven months, I guess, seven months, whatever, to a number of of places, publications. Um, I've had three editors already contact me and say it didn't fit their, their themes, which is a nice way of saying no. Right. Um, Which, which, Odd as that may sound, what I'm going to say is actually um, to hear back from an editor is pretty interesting because they usually they'll, they'll just don't they just don't even call you. Mm-hmm. They didn't talk to you. They won't text you. Nothing. You won't hear from them. <clears throat> but they took the time to get back to me. I said okay. So as of right now, there's a publication called Virginia Quarterly Review. It's a very prestigious magazine. It comes out quarterly, four times a year. And my article is with them now. 
and it's going through the process. So I'm in what they call um, in, in progress mode. <laughs> right. So I'm going from the different editors to see if I can, if they can fit me in and blah, 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 blah. Right. And I got my fingers crossed. I hope I can get that in there. That'll be wonderful. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Wow. But it's a tough nut. It's a tough nut. But yeah. anyways, um, so what I wanted to do with, with, with this, with this video as well is, um, you know, people who are JWs, like my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, there's a lot of family that they have that are not JWs. You know, my wife, she's not a Jehovah's Witness, neither am I. Um, my my, my father-in-law and mother-in-law, Joe's mom and dad, they were never Jehovah's Witnesses. So all these other people are still there. They're affected by this too, aren't they? Big time. And Could we've you never see had someone on the channel from, from that perspective. Joe actually really helped me to appreciate that fact. My father was never a witness and it mm. was my family. And it's interesting because now that I'm on this side of it, I notice that JWs not only shun their own when they decide they don't believe it anymore, but they shun the non-JWs as well and their mm -hmm. perspective. So thank you so much for also coming to offer that perspective to us. That is so true. And the sad thing about this, mm -hmm. besides you know of what my brother-in-law and sister-in-law are going through, they have four children. Now, Two of those four children, my wife and I, I, I I'll speak for her. I, I think I'm okay with this. We were never very close to, somewhat close, but but they moved away and they're, you know, not even around, you know. The other two children are here, local. And this daughter who's here, my wife and her have a very strong connection. And so my hope, is that that connection stays. But we can see there's been a little bit of a pullback. Okay. It's not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that the daughter, Joe's daughter, is still not connected in with her aunt, my wife, Aunt Marcella. I think they still are. I mean, they talk a little bit, but you can tell there's not a big connection there. I used to have uh, a pretty strong connection with her husband, Jeremy, who is an elder. And like Jeremy, myself, we share something in common. We are both fanatics about physics, quantum physics, quite honestly, and mathematics. And we would talk for hours on mathematics and physics and quantum mechanics and on and on and on. And I miss that. And I don't talk to him. I haven't talked to him or seen him in probably seven, eight, about well, seven months, I guess. And the other son who's still here, he has not reached out to me at all. He's not reached out to his his aunt, my wife, Marcella. And so there's no connection there. Um, so it affects all of us, it affects everybody. And I, and, and I just want to say, and I know I probably should have said this right from the beginning, today is Joe's birthday. Oh. Tomorrow is Fran's birthday. Oh. <laughs> today, a dozen of us all got together, went to his beautiful Italian restaurant this afternoon, and they celebrated their birthdays together for the first time in 36 years. <gasps> and Wendy, Fran looked at me, she said, you're going to be on with Wendy. You're going to be on with Wendy tonight. I said, yes, I am. Oh. And I said, Fran, I'm going to mention to Wendy that you celebrated your 30, after 36 years, your birthdays 
She goes, please do. And she was all cheery-eyed and it was marvelous. It was such a great time. Brandon yeah. and Joe, you guys are watching this. Happy birthday. We love you very mm -hmm. much. They've adopted mm -hmm. a lot of people since their video drama. Yeah. <laughs> so. they, they, they really have. And, you know, you were very instrumental in getting their, their word out, too. And they, they have high praise for you. Trust me, they oh. they have high, high, high praise for you. They, they just... So, you know, if, if you are a writer, how can you get this stuff out? Or how can you get people to help you, right? To get this, yeah. to, to get the, the message out, right? Yeah. It's not always easy, but there's are, there are ways you can do this. You can, I would tell people to contact your local radio stations, particularly if you have a talk show that talks about all different issues. You may want to bring what you're going through onto that talk show. You know, you never know who's going to be listening to these talk shows, right? can open that up. You may also want to contact your local congresswoman or congressman or assemblywoman or assemblyman. Now, the reason why I say that is this, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll segue you to this. I have a dear friend from way back in childhood days. I used to hang around with this guy, and John did very well in his life, and he eventually became a New York State assemblyman. He did two terms in Albany. And he was getting ready to run for, for the Senate. But he backed out the last minute. And that's just another story. But whatever. John's very well connected politically. And I know him quite well. <clears throat> and he's now representing our new congressman, Brandon Williams, who we just who just got into Congress, who represents our district. And John is his director of public affairs for our county. So John's got a big job. I told John what was going on. And John said, wow, I got to meet your brother-in-law and sister. And we all met at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> we sat around at coffee and donuts. Mm -hmm. And John listened to Fran and Joe talk for over an hour. And then John says, I want you, David, me, to send me your article, which I did. Mm -hmm. The next day, he got on the phone. He said, Oh my God. He goes, I didn't know you were such a girl. You wrote that? I said, well, yeah, I wrote it. Mm -hmm. Took a long time. He goes, David, he goes, here's what I'm going to try to do for you. I'm, I'm ending my, this is my last term. I got a few more months, but I'm going to try to do this for you. When I go back in Albany in a couple of days, I'm going to talk to my staff and I'm going to try to find out what what person I can get this article in front of that would make some sense where you can come down to Albany and present yourself to the assembly. Now, why? Well, I'm, 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 uh, your readers might, or your listeners might be thinking, viewers are like, well, why, where's he going? Well, there, there's a reason I'm going to this, okay? So I said, okay, I will do that. So he goes off to Albany with my article. Okay. A week later, he gets back to me. He goes, David, he goes, I'm sorry, I couldn't get People thought it was very interesting, but they wouldn't commit. It was a hot potato for them because the terms were ending. A lot of people were coming up for re-election. And because of First Amendment constitution of free speech, they didn't want to get involved in that. Right. Okay. Even though, you know what I mean? It was just kind of funky for them. So I said, okay, because what I was trying to do because hate crimes, Wendy, all the states in this country, except for Wyoming, North Carolina, and 
I think Arkansas, I may be wrong on that. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to put that caveat in. All have hate crimes except those three states. However, the federal government, through the Department of Justice, mm-hmm. has a federal hate crime. And what my article was all about is I'm asking the Department of Justice, review your definition of a hate crime. We should put shunning in there as a hate crime. And I was trying to do it from more of a state, start with the state first and see if they would change their dialogue and their definition of a hate crime, and then maybe move on to the federal government. So it kind of stopped and blocked, it got blocked in the in the state assembly. My my friend, who is a former assemblyman now, couldn't get through. But now because he's working for the federal government <laughs> and he's working for our new elected congressman, who I have met personally three times, I will be calling him pretty soon, my friend, and saying, can you get me in front of a congressional hearing in Washington? Because I'll be on the first plane to go down there and let these people know what the hell is going on and that this has got to stop. And you know, Wendy, all these not-for-profits, they all receive tax incentives. They get all kinds of perks and breaks, right? Uh-uh, not in my book. Why should we give these people these perks and breaks if they have a, a, a unspoken, quote-unquote, air quote, policy of stunning people to the point where they commit suicide and homicide? Right, absolutely. Yeah. No, right. no. So I'm still working on this. Mm-hmm. This is all part of the article. This, uh, this is where I'm going with all this. So I'm still pushing towards that day. Maybe I can get in front of a congressional hearing. Well, we and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Mark O'Donnell. Mark O'Donnell is, he's an XGW activist. So I can give you his information. He has a lot of contacts. He, okay. He's the one who in the XGW side, he kind of, he speaks with reporters. He does a lot of the legal end of it. He has a lot of, um, I guess, like I said, contacts. The reason why I say that is because I reached out to him recently this week, because I don't know if you know what's going on in Pennsylvania with the oh, mayor, yeah. the governor know. of Pennsylvania, Shapiro. He mm-hmm. uh, he tried five, five, five different men that were Jehovah's Witnesses and committed CSA were convicted. Yep. Yep. The interesting thing is, and Mark brought this to my attention, is that it's the angle you have to go in when it comes to the different states. So for example, I'm in Florida, a very red state. If you mention religion, they're not going to touch that because of the Christian conservatism. So there has to be a different route. That's why I really appreciated your angle of a hate crime. So to get around that, we, we are, we are talking about politics. We're just going to dive right in here. New York is a blue state. Pennsylvania is a blue state and people well, they want voters. So what are they going to vote for? And to be honest, we're in the Jehovah's Witness world, but the rest of the world doesn't really pay attention to Jehovah's Witnesses. They just think they're that nice religion that knocks on doors and talks to people. Yeah. So this is this is the issue, is that for Jehovah's Witnesses or XJWs who want to do something, who, who you know, there, and there's tons of activists out there who maybe don't want to get on camera, but they do want to start pounding the pavement and knocking on doors to, to let the world know there has to be an angle and it has to, if you're going to go to your politicians, there has to be a reason. And it can't be just about religious reform because that's not going to affect certain politicians. Would you agree to that? I agree. You know, it's all, it's all in the dialogue and what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, we have to tread easy 
um, because of the first, and I'm a big constitutionalist. Mm -hmm. I believe in our constitution 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, you know, and the First Amendment, the right of free speech, right? It, 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 gets, it gets very, very fuzzy. It mm -hmm. gets very, um, um, mm, I'm trying to think of the right word. It, you, have to be, you have to really be careful with this First, our first Amendment um, of, of free speech. And a lot of people will back away from that. They I know, it's all over Twitter. <laughs> so these people. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah exactly, right. So, um, but like, like I said, there's so much evidence out there now. There's so much unfortunate JWs mm -hmm. who've left, and you know probably a lot of the cases, probably a lot more than me, where they've been shunned so terribly that, um, like that case in Michigan, are you familiar with that case in Michigan? Mm. Where the woman was, her husband and her and her children, they were shunned because they wanted to leave. And she was so distraught, she killed her husband, mm -hmm. two children, and she put a gun to her head. Yeah. So here's, a, and, and I've got that in my articles. Here's my question. Mm -hmm. And I post this mm -hmm. in, my, in my article. Does this congregation that she belonged to, mm -hmm. it did this draconian shunning, yeah. Do they hold any responsibility at all for her death, her husband's, and her children's death? Well, they, in Norway, right? uh, Norway was uh, going after the Watchtower yeah. organization too for human right. rights violations. Yeah, but you, here's here's what I'm here's what I'm seeing, and again, it's, this is in my article as well. Yeah. And I want to read, if I could, uh, just a little bit of this. Yeah. yeah. Bring a piece into it. There's a little bit of a crack in the veneer that I, I see, and here's what I see. Because of the case in Belgium, which I'm sure you're familiar with, a lot of your readers are, or viewers, mm -hmm. there was a ex-JW who sued the congregation mm -hmm. because he was being bullied and he was being harassed and blah, blah. Well, other ex-JWs joined in. It became a class action lawsuit. And what happened was the uh, the courts, um, uh, you know, uh, when the ruling came down, they it was it was the defendant, a party. It was the... Um, uh, the, the person, the, the the gentleman who was suing, and along with the rest of the JWs, they they won that that court case, and 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 basically just whittling it all down to more simple language, the lawyers basically, what well, the court basically said, um, we didn't award you, uh, you know, this finding based upon that you were disfellowshipped because any organization has a right to let go of members. You can call it bye-bye, call it disfellowship, call it when to kick you out the door, whatever word you want to put on it, it's fine. They have the right to do that. They don't have the right to shun you in such an egregious way that it causes mental and emotional suffering. Huh? That's where they got them, right? So I, you see that, then you see in Norway, as you just mentioned, you know, that congregation up there, the government is not funding them anymore. It's not giving them any more money because... Right of the draconian shunning. So these court cases start to pick up and they start, they have a life of their own and they start to migrate around the world and people pick up on it and other lawyers and other courts and this and that. And I see that possible, I, I see that happening here, I do. Right now the courts are more involved with the JWs on um, sex trafficking, sexual exactly. abuse challenges yeah. and all mm -hmm. that stuff. But, but the shunning stuff is starting to come. Mm -hmm. And and it's gonna it's gonna mushroom out. I, I I really do believe that it's gonna take a little time. But it's gonna happen. It really will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, 
And recently the, the Watchtower was actually interviews and they said that they actually don't teach their people to shun that people out of the organization can make their own choices, but there's a misunderstanding no. there of coercion and indirect um, policy. Well, that's, we, we, you know this better than me, but that's a big lie that, so, oh, you know, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, you know, disfellowship, what I understand it, talking about my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, <clears throat> as soon as you're disfellowship, it kicks in the shunning. Mm-hmm. The shunning starts. And who's not going to not shun? Because mm-hmm. everybody shuns in the Jehovah Witnesses. Mm-hmm. I have never come across anything in my research that shows that if someone leaves, they don't shun them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may shun them partially. There might be some contact, but most of it is complete, 100% shunning. Complete. You're dead. You're gone. You get out. You know, we're not going to talk to you. You're yeah. an apostate or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's I've been to fellowship. It's like watching over your life and what it would be like if you died. Yeah. That's, right. That's horrible. exactly what it is. Um, and it's, 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 it's terrible. There have been a number of people who have tried to reach out to reputable journalists. So my question also for you is as a, as a writer and as a journalist, yeah. what is so you read an article, for example, right? And you see the journalist's name under that article, follow their Twitter, and you think you have a story. You want to you, you want to partner up with them. What is the best way? I mean, yes, they have an email, but what is what is the way to be heard? For example, I have reached out to Florida Attorney General. I have I have done my fair share of sending constant emails, writing letters, and linking yeah. reputable stories to no avail. And I'm not saying I'm I'm gonna you know get answers right away, but to avoid being discouraged, is that the right way to do it? What is the way to to how loud do you have to be to get someone to pay attention to you? Well, you know the old saying: the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's a long road, Wendy. Okay. Um, I don't have a magic pill um, or a, or any one thing to say to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I look just what I've gone through, you know with my former assemblyman friend trying to get me down to Albany, all the different places that I've contacted trying to get this published. Um, I contacted a local radio show and they never got back to me. There, it's You never know what's in people's heads. Mm-hmm. You, you just have to, if you see somebody, you see something, you like it, you try to contact the author. Okay. Usually there's a way to do it. You can get online. Usually they have a bio or some kind of a platform. And then you can contact them and say, listen, I was very moved by your article. You know, how can I contribute or be part of this and whatever? Oh. You know, now here's here's now what I'm gonna say, you're gonna really scratch your head with this, right? After I just said this. <laughs> I am not <laughs> oh really good. No, I, I'm a, I'm an odd duck. I really am because I am not on any social platform whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm not on Facebook, which I call fake book. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not on LinkedIn. I'm not on, I'm on nothing. I don't, I have no podcast, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's just me and my email. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if people want to reach me, they can reach me by email. I keep it very simple. I don't get involved in a lot of social media stuff. Um, I try to work my way through context of people. Mm-hmm. live, real people that I can say, hey, I've got this. This, Do you know what's going on? You you understand what's happening here? 
um, let me let me educate you for a minute. Um, can can I talk to you for a minute? Sometimes you'll get an error. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes people just, yeah, I'm not interested. Right. You know, that's the only thing I could tell you. You just have to, you got to have courage. You have to have some tenacity. You got to have the energy and you got to just keep going. And and somewhere along the line, you'll come across someone that will say, yeah, I want to hear what you got to say. I think maybe we can help one another. But different like, angles, you, the angle is important too. The fact that you've, you've, you've brought out quite extensively how it is a hate crime. I don't think I've ever thought of that. I don't know if you in the audience have no, thought I, of yeah. that. I mean, I mean, obviously this is my personal opinion, but let, 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 let me just read, let me just yeah. read Show for us. you a couple of things. Um, so let, let's, let's just, this is the definition of a hate crime but the US, U.S. Department of Justice, who prosecutes hate crimes, and they have been since 1968. So they refer to hate crimes as a serious threat of violence or significant property damage that's committed against one or more persons based on their ethnic background, national origin, race, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious beliefs, okay, or disability. And um, they say that Hate crimes can be uh, reported to Department of Justice, and then it goes up to the uh, FBI, the Federal Bureau, Bureau of Investigation. Now, the interesting thing here is, because so many hate, this is me now, Todd, because so many hate crimes involve physical altercations, it's understandable that these types of attacks stand out more and attract more attention, okay? Though harder to classify the veracity let me just get you know, the veracity of hate and emotional or psychological abuse levied towards people in direct psychological attacks is frequently no less damaging than actual physical attacks. That's me. Okay. So I'm, try, I'm drawing that comparison. So let me just go down just a little bit more to give you a little bit more of an insight here. There are many different ways to inflict psychological pain. Um, and I go on and I basically talk about, you can delete someone from any social platform with a click of a keystroke, right? Right. I don't want to be your friend anymore on Facebook. Boom, gone. I don't want to be, I'm not going to Twitter, you know, I'm, I'm uh, whatever. You can, you got the technology just to wipe someone right off, right? Right. We can right. do that instantaneously, right? Uh, but we also can do it through an act, as you well know, is, is, that's called shunning, which obviously, causes a lot of problems. And that's what I say. I say, of all the religious groups that practice shunning, the Amish and the Scientologists are two of the frequently publicized examples. But again, there are many religious groups that practice shunning, including religions that are more integrated and accepted by mainstream media. For example, in recent years, disturbing, disturbing news about the Jehovah's Witnesses has come to light, and the organization has been under public and legal scrutiny in part because of its use of shunning. JWs are small in number compared with many other religious organizations, reporting an approximate membership of 8.5 million in 2021. Now that could have changed since then. Yet incidents of sexual abuse and inhumane shunning practices of the JWs have been receiving significant media attention as of late. Now, have you heard of a, of, of a, of a woman named Debbie Glander? No. Debbie Glander. Does that ring a bell? No. Okay. 
give me give me a second here and i'm going to tell you a little bit about debbie glander okay debbie glander is a licensed marriage family therapist practicing in davis california she's been in practice for 12 years she was a jehovah witness for about eight years now here's where it gets interesting wendy and i had two interviews with this woman she was marvelous she was a Jehovah Witness from the ages of seven years old to 14 years old. Please hold on to that in your head as they keep going through. This is what she says, quote, my story is a little different than many other JWs because I was not a born in. I was brought into it when my parents divorced and eventually my dad remarried and his new wife was a JW and he became baptized into the religion. I was not baptized because I was very young, and then I got out. I saw as a young person, remember, she was 7 through 14. I saw as a young person and didn't quite understand it, members of your organization being shunned. I didn't even know what the word meant. I just knew we were not allowed to talk to some of our family or even acknowledge that they existed. So I just knew there was this really uncomfortable, mean thing we had to do to certain family members, end quote. So Glander says that in her professional and personal opinion, the JW shunning practice is one of the worst because it is so invasive. She further elaborates, I had an aunt on my stepmother's side who I really liked. She was a very kind woman. She really wanted to leave the organization. And I remember when she came into the Kingdom Hall, we couldn't even look at her. She had to sit in the back. She finally realized she couldn't handle not having a relationship with her family. I was forced to shun her. Even her mother was shunning her. Unbelievable, isn't this? This is incredible. Glander explains that her aunt succumbed to the pressure to do what she had to do in order to regain favor with the church. But Glander never forgot this. Here it is. Quote, at 14 years of age, I remember the horrible treatment that the organization subject, subjected her to. I remember thinking to myself, 14 years of age now, why would she want to come back? She got out. That's just a snippet of this woman's interview that she gave me. Just a snippet. So all of this, you know, Again, my, my whole article is to ask the question, should this be considered a hate crime? Should people be held accountable? Again, people commit suicide. Could people commit homicide? I interviewed Ken Mayo. I got a huge piece on him. I'm not going to go through that with you today, but I got a big piece on Ken Mayo, how he talks about a friend of his who shot himself, recovered, but shot himself in the head. And another person not far from where he lived who killed his whole family and himself because he was shunned. Right. Someone's got to be held accountable. So this is what I basically say. Um, so I say, should shunning then be considered a hate crime? There is undisputable proof that shunning can and does cause significant emotional problems. Some so severe that they lead to suicides and homicides or extreme mental illness. Um, so I'm, I'm asking, I'm, I'm basically talking to the Department of Justice when I say this, you know, should there be some action here? Should there be? Um, and then I, I go on to say, as previously mentioned, the court system is careful in considering taking legal action against religious organizations. 
as a result of our First Amendment rights. However, legal action has been brought against JW and other religions for sexual abuse by clergy. Does this indicate a possible crack in the veneer? Mm. So once, once the courts get a hold of something and lawyers get, <laughs> they get a hold of something and they see that there's this going on, mm -hmm. okay, with the JWs, right. oh, wait a minute, now there's also this going on called right. shunning? Right. So you see, that's why I believe there's a crack in the veneer. Once these cases start coming out and they're exposed, then the shunning stuff. Well, right now it's it's on it's on you know this deviant sexual mm -hmm. abuse of kids and horrible horrible stuff, sure. which, which 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 should be criminalized. Absolutely, oh, yeah. there's no question about it. Mm -hmm. But from there, percolates up. Right other issues within that organization. Yeah, you're That's talking about, in addition to the obvious crimes, right. so the ones that are already well known, the ones we're already fighting against, there are more situations that could be classified as crimes. Right. We just need That's to draw right. more attention to it. Here is the, here's an issue, and I'm gonna tell you where we, where we hit a wall. Because the Jehovah's Witnesses are so clever in their <laughs> work, and they've been on the stand repeatedly and have said that they don't actively teach people to shun that people as we said earlier that people make their own decision the problem with right. that is that now we're getting into who's to say i'm wrong for no longer wanting a person in my life that i cut them out of my life because i uh, my you know in my what's the word that my values don't align with theirs so am i now guilty of a hate crime too that is what we're running into as well Right. It's a slippery slope. And yeah. it, there's, there's a lot of moving parts to this. This is. is not easy stuff. No. Because the courts can easily say, um, wait a minute, you know, uh, you, 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 were, you left this organization. By choice. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. By choice. Right. And, and now the members don't want to talk to you. Well, right. sucked up, get out of your life. But, but we know mm -hmm. there's a lot more to this than just, you know, you're gone from the organization. Mm -hmm. You know, there's cases of, I mean, I mean, my God, I could have probably spent just a year on all the different cases of homicide and suicide. Mm -hmm. I didn't have time. I just didn't. Okay. I've, I've, I'm writing for other people. I, I just don't have the time. Right. But, but you know, and I know mm -hmm. the, how egregious this is, how horrible this kind of behavior is. And again, I'll go back to the protection that a lot of these organizations like JWs have. You know, they, they're, they're, they're tax exempt, mm -hmm. they're a religious organization, mm -hmm. they get special treatment. Right. Why? If you're I doing know. this, and this is happening. So so you, you got to get in front of, of a group of politicians or a politician mm -hmm. who this resonates with them. Maybe they had a family member that was a JW that went through something, like, and, and they have a personal connection. I right. don't know. And then they take the ball and they get rolling. I'm not going to give up. I am actually, today's what, today's Wednesday, probably tomorrow or Friday, because I have my friend who's um, now the, I told you, he's the director of special affairs for our newly elected congressman. I have his personal cell number. He doesn't give that out to anybody. And I'll call him and I'll say, hey, you know, John, uh, work some magic for me. Right. Get a hold of the congressman. Let them know what's going on with this JW stuff. See if you can get me down to Washington in front of a committee. 
that well, can you're talk. right because in, in Pennsylvania, there was an assembly uh, hearing just the other day. Biggest reasons why is because I think he was a congressman. Um, he was personally uh, molested when he was a child by his Catholic priest. And he specifically. Yeah, I, re I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Because he was personally affected. Mm -hmm. We just have to kind of sift through it and find out who. I and mean, sometimes you have to get in front of a bunch of people to find out uh, who that person is. And so, yeah, we're not going to stop. No, that's what I was saying earlier. You know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You yeah. have to have the fortitude. You got to have the right. patience. You right. got to have the courage and the strength to keep pushing forward. Because mm -hmm. eventually you're going to, you're going to, eventually that person's going to come into your life. Yeah. Here's the trend. Yeah. Let me tell you the trend. People wake up. This is mostly, you know, and, and I've experienced this firsthand. They wake up, they go through the trauma, they go through the rabbit hole of learning that it's not the truth. They go through the shunning. They start the healing process. They get into counseling and then they move on with their lives. The thought of fighting against a behemoth of an organization yeah. sometimes feels impossible because you're going mm -hmm. back and re-traumatizing yourself over. That's right. Exactly. It does feel like you need a certain kind of mental and emotional fortitude to go against or you need a good advocate. Which is why you're here. I appreciate that. Thank you. But you need someone that could be your spokesperson, mm -hmm. you know, your, your talking head mm -hmm. that will maybe, you know, can disseminate this information out. Like mm -hmm. I said, I've never been to JW. I, there I, have been I, a few, though. If you listen to, um, like, uh, I forget his name. Um, he was, I think his name was, he wrote the Vice articles. He did the Netflix or the Hulu specials. And viewers, please uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but he is not a JW. He's a, he's a journalist who actively was on uncovering the CA, CSA cases. He just had an interest wow. in, in digging really? in this religion. Yeah. So there are yeah. people that are out there. Um, it just seems mm -hmm. like it's one after another. And it's nonstop with these stories that come out. But they're, again, clever. Anybody who speaks against it is considered apostate lies. Anyone. Well, you That's know what? The problem. Yeah, I and Wendy, what you just said is true. But don't underestimate your power and what you're doing and the changes oh. you're making. Huh. Trust me, I, I see I, I I see it here with my own family with Joe and Fran. Oh. So I'm I mean, tired. I'm gonna be honest. You know, I'm tired. I know. I don't know how many. I don't know how many subscribers you have. I don't know how many people will listen. I don't know. I'm I'm sure it's a vast number. So you never know who's going to tune in and see these videos and go, hmm, hmm, catch the right person, right yeah. thing is said. Then they're on the phone talking to somebody, and that person's talking to somebody else, and that's how it's done. You know, the nature you know? of, so, uh, of the, the message that I talk about is that a majority of the people – I wouldn't know how many people are listening because they can't subscribe because they can't download. I can't tell you how many women especially oh. have reached out to okay. me anonymously because okay. they can't, Yeah, they don't want to be caught. And so a lot of people kind of are in limbo suffering in silence. The other yeah, thing right, right. is alarming to me is since I've been doing this just for about two years now, the amount, yeah. my number is public. The amount of people who have reached out on the brink of, jumping off a cliff. And oh, I, yeah. I am not a licensed counselor. I mean, that is why I put myself out there because I remember that feeling. I'm never going to forget that. Yeah. But, right. 
more needs to be done. And this is what I keep saying. I can create videos till kingdom come, which is not really coming. I, I can create all these videos, but, but now what? And I really appreciate your advocacy and your help well, thank and, you. and your book and the way that you're helping us on this side. But well, one I, I really value your version of the shunning, even from a non-JW perspective. That's well, thank you. I'm glad Joe pushed me. <laughs> I really am. Because I, I tell you, I wasn't going to do it. Uh, this is an investigative article that brings in Shunning mm -hmm. from a secular and non-secular viewpoint. As okay. I said when I first came on your show, mm -hmm. yeah. I wanted to be balanced. But it is top-heavy on the JWs. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff in my article mm -hmm. may be very new, or a lot of the stuff in my article may be very new to some of your listeners. Other listeners may go, oh, I know all about that. Mm -hmm. I know about this. I know about that. And that's fine, too. You know, I mean, somebody can make it more out of it than somebody else. but um again I, i'm waiting for it i'm waiting for this um uh virginia quarterly review magazine mm -hmm. to hopefully get back to me with a thumbs up it's going mm -hmm. through the pipeline it, it i'm just telling you for for years because you want to write and i'm just going to tell you this because i have submitted other stuff i have been published i i am i am blessed I, i'm i'm in my seventh year of publication but good for this you company. yeah uh so i'm published but it's not easy, and, and, and especially when you go with these top-end magazines that are read all over the world, mm -hmm. they will tell you six months to a year before you'll even hear from them. Six months to a year. Mm -hmm. Because the number of unsolicited manuscripts that are coming in mm -hmm. to the editors is astronomical. Well, now this explains why. Okay, so here's what we see, right? This is why you're seeing an increasing amount of podcasters, YouTubers, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. number one, people That's are right. getting up, people aren't getting on the news. And let's face it, news, right. is, news is entertainment. <laughs> it's not news, right? So right. people people yeah. want their right. voice to be heard as they should. So <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. So this is why if they feel mm -hmm. like their articles aren't getting um, read or they're not getting their their mm -hmm. story out there, this is mm -hmm. why people are doing things like this because the news is really in the hands of the people. And this is why we right. have a story on here, because I do believe in each other, we find ourselves. However, yeah. it seems that the most important people to reach also seem like the most difficult to reach. This is what we're finding. Yeah. That's every important story. Yeah. I, mean, I follow how many, I follow so many amazing people who are un, not JW related, who are in the sex trafficking world and they're undercover and they're trying to do a lot of this is um what we're going to do is we're going to keep going and um i'm just thank you for all of the investigative work that you did and you you didn't have to do that but i i do also want to tell you that most of the time when a, someone leaves the jehovah's witness organization we know more about the organization we were in than we did when we were in it right so there are many times that I've read things or watched videos that I'm thinking, oh my God, I was in that religion. I did not know that. That's part of the wake up process. Right. You start to allow yourself to learn mm -hmm. things you just did not realize were happening because you have blinders on. Mm -hmm. you're, you're taught that anything outside organizational documents are forbidden. They mm -hmm. are lies. So that's, of course, they're, we're going to learn more yeah. 
the, the further away we get from the organization. And I'm sure in your article, a lot of people would be blessed to read that. You already got the story in your head. You can already see it. <laughs> I'm always telling a story. Always. Yeah. Um, Listen, us writers, and I'll include you into that, we are an odd lot of people. Because Wendy, writing um, is a very solitary profession. Mm-hmm. On one end of the spectrum. On the other, it's right into all the social stuff that's going on in the world. So when I go out and I do my interviews and I interview and I, I'm writing for this company I told you in Oswego, mm-hmm. I have to go out and meet people and I'm I'm meeting scientists, I'm meeting and I'm meeting all the, I I'm, I'm meeting these incredible people that work with neuroplasticity and yeah quantum physics and blah blah and mm-hmm. I got I'm in these big clinics and I'm talking to these people. Mm-hmm. I'm social. I I'm mm-hmm. I'm recording them. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interviewing them. Mm-hmm. That's the social aspect. Mm-hmm. Now I go home, I shut the door, mm-hmm. everything gets turned off except my mind, that story, and my laptop. And now I'm in solitary work. So writing is an it's odd. It's you're alone, but you're not alone. Right. Right. You. you know the extroverted arena I, I struggle with because I am very much an introvert. I. I yeah. it, People think otherwise just because I do this, but like I could talk to you, like Jerry Seinfeld said, I I love his quote. He said, like, I could talk to all of you, but I can't talk to any of you. (laughs) That's very interesting. One of the questions that I have for you is that when, for me personally, I, I want to say the right thing. Now I am a writer. I call myself a hobbyist. I mean, but I know Hemingway said, if you're going to call yourself a writer, then declare yourself the best writer. So I'm working on that. When it comes to writing to politicians or to journalists, is there any way you can help us come up with a template logistically, the right type of wording, the right kind of information, the right format? I think when we sit in, when we, we have this passion as XJWs to let people know, but the execution of it escapes any of us. Do you possibly have a way, a workaround for that, of how to do that? Yeah, the question is great and it's valid. The answer is the approach and the template, as you would say, differs on each person or entity that you wish to talk to. So you you can, sometimes you can cookie stamp, rubber stamp a template and let that go to everybody. That's not always the best way. depending on what you're asking for Mm -hmm. and who the person is in the situation, there'll be a different kind of a template. Now there's certain commonalities, certain things, you know, that you want to always do no matter what the template may be, but that is, you know. Okay. I'll tell you what I see in some of these letters because some, some people do send me letters to read ahead of time. Um, Right if they have links to other articles or links to YouTube videos, will mm-hmm. will a politician, a congressman, or a journalist even read those? Someone else's content is the question. Here's the thing. These people are extremely busy. Right. Right? Okay. They get requests all day long. You have, as in public speaking, which I have a lot of experience, um, I was a public speaker too, way back way back when, did a lot of public speaking. 
You've got maybe people say you got 20 seconds to capture someone. No, you've got maybe 10 seconds. Okay. Count it. 10 seconds to capture. Otherwise, I'm turning away. I'm not I'm I'm you're out. You're just not in my head. What do you what can you say in 10 seconds that's gonna grab me? Okay. Gonna hold my attention. Okay. And unfortunately, Wendy, today's attention spans with people is not the same attention spans that I yeah. had in my day when I was right. growing up. Mm-hmm. It's all different. Okay. So it makes it harder, but you, you have to grab that, that. So that's a commonality through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. How do I grab your attention? Mm-hmm. My opening remarks, they got to, you got to, got to go right for it. You know, you can't go. Blah, 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 yeah, because some people you, send you, you novels. They send these long novels. No, and and no, I, no, my first reaction no. is it's great. They don't have the time. It's nice, but they don't have the time. You may know this. When you talk to your assembly woman or man, or you want to contact Governor DeSantis of your state, yep. or you want to contact your senator of your state, or whoever, when you do so, you're going to go through an aid first. There's layers of people. You don't contact. You hardly ever get to talk to them. You talk to their staff. Well, guess what the first thing that staff member does when they get your information? Can you think about what? Can you guess what they do? Google you? Yeah. You're, yeah. Well, you're, social you're, media? Yeah. yeah. Well, what they do is when they, they want to, first of all, you, 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 they will. They, Are they you will a voter? Your, yes, they're gonna find out that you're a voter, and how many times have you voted? And if they see that you have voted over the last couple of years, and you've been involved in the voting, whether it be for the mayor of your town, or for the senate, or, or you know, for Congress, you know, you're, you're, or wherever I don't know, you're voting sure. for, um, right? Yeah, whatever the president, whatever, right? They turn around and they run down the hallway to the next person. They go, we've got a voter. Because mm. that means the world to them. You are their lifeblood. So right Here's away. The problem. Here's the problem. Jehovah's Witnesses yeah. never voted. I know they don't. I know they don't. But once they're out, I always try to tell Joe, get out and vote now. You know, And he is. I yeah. said, you, know, you, need, you need to get back into the system a bit. And vote because right. when I call down in Albany and they run my number through mm-hmm. and they run me through, they go, Hopefully, this guy voted every freaking presidential <laughs> election from last year, whatever. This guy's right. gold to us, and they will run faster and harder for you if you if you can show them that you voted. And okay. I hope I don't know if you have you voted at all over the last couple of years. Last two years was that you been oh, out? Yeah, I voted. Well, the first time I was out, I voted in 2020. So yeah. Good. Wonderful. They like to see that. So that's a, something else for you to think about when you try to reach these people. But I be look, whatever I can do in, in my capacity, mm-hmm. I will. It's no big deal. Just okay. gotta let me know. You know, you're not to contact me. So Just the first thing me. they do is they look to see if you're a voter. That's oh, yeah. very useful. Oh, you hear that, yeah. listeners? That is a very useful information. Just for those of you who are looking to reach out to your politician, it's something to consider. Just oh yeah, about. yeah, yeah. You you you, they, you are you're their lifeblood. You're a voter. Wow. Oh boy, we're gonna run a little faster for you versus the guy or gal who has no track record. They don't vote. You know, why aren't you voting? You know, I mean, 
They do Which is really no. sad because you think that they would care about citizens regardless. That's well, they, yeah, they do, but they, you know, they, they, they care about voters when they, they need voters because why? Because the voters keep their man or woman in office and it keeps them in a job. Yeah, it sounds like another cult, David. It's another cult. <laughs> Everything is a cult to a certain I know, extent, I, I guess. Know. David, it has been such an honor having you on this channel and we would love to have you back, see where the article has gone. And most importantly, thank you for sharing your story, what it's like to be a non-JW and experience the effects of shunning. Well, thank you, Wendy. It was my honor to be on your show. And <laughs> I hope someday to return and have another conversation with you. Awesome. Well, we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for watching this episode. And if you want to share your story, you can go to wendyrene.com backslash share your story and the schedule will pop right up. Really great stories up and coming until then. And again, thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next time.